Come on, how we doing, everybody? You guys good? Can we give Jesus some praise? Come on. Man, um, turn in your Bibles. If you brought your Bible, it'll be up on the screen, but 1 Chronicles chapter 14. That's not a place we normally turn to, but 1 Chronicles chapter 14. And while you're turning, uh, man, just a few things. I mean, hey, it's, it's icy. It's cold out there. Um, it's probably time for me to give my annual announcement. Um, it would take the mother of all snowstorms for us not to have church. Just a reminder, okay? Now, you all know that because you're already here, all right? But just tell everybody, it would take the mother of all snowstorms for us to not have church. Um, so, man, thank you for being here. I really, I want you to know I'm proud of you, okay? Because it's easy to wake up on mornings like this and be like, eh, am I going to do this thing? Uh, so, man, don't you just love a resilient church? Come on, it, like, church ain't really church unless it's resilient, Amen? So I'm proud of you for being here. Um, and it's the new year. And, man, I don't know, as we're doing this, I just can't imagine, like, missing this first Sunday where we take communion together the second day of the new year. Man, I can't imagine that. It just, it was reminding me of this as we were worshiping, and I wasn't planning on saying this, but um, man, there was this really extensive study that was done a couple of years ago. I'm a, I'm a church nerd, Okay. And, uh, but they, they looked at the lives of people. They asked lots of questions, the lives of people and how often they went to church and even how much, you know, as, as per Christians, who said, people that said they were Christians, how often they read their Bibles. And I'm not kidding. The study showed that the people who read their Bibles three times a week, like had a, they had a significant, like, they, you know, life was, life was good, like pretty steady. The people that read their Bibles four times a week just went from, less than during the week, now all of a sudden to the majority of the week. Significant difference in their lives between the three, three times a week and the four times a week people. Unreal. Like family levels, marriage levels, all, like joy levels, finance levels. It was unreal. The difference giving God a majority of your week makes, it, may, like it showed up in the study, how much that makes a difference. Same thing with church attendance. Obviously, the people that, that showed up just twice a month versus the people that show up three times a month where there's the majority, incredible difference. So I'm probably preaching to the choir today because y'all are here on this first Sunday when you could have not been here. I'm proud of you. All right, what happens when we just give God the majority this year? Whew, yeah, come on, we're gonna, Pastor Greg's already hitting at the message. We're going to talk about it, all right? So, man, thank you for being here. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great New Year celebration. Hope you had a great Christmas celebration. I, too, want to say thank you so much to everybody who was here and who celebrated and worshiped with us and helped out. I, um, man, I, I know there's, like, some sickness, too. I think the Jensen's are out sick. But I just wanted to say, man, they, I mean, they brought their whole farm that night, right? So, man, say thank you to them. And then Doug McFall is just clutch every time with those hay bales. Thank you, Doug, for always just serving us with those hay bales. And everybody else who just loved and shared and gave, I'm so proud of you. Um, it was a great celebration. And then speaking of great celebrations, I want to give you a heads up about next Sunday. Okay, we're back full force next Sunday, two services. Um, we are going to do some celebrating next Sunday for some things that God has done in 2021. Um, but we're also launching a brand new series next Sunday called Lazarus Raising the Dead. I cannot wait for this thing. It's going to be powerful. It will be good for your soul to start your year off with this. Don't miss it. Invite somebody to it. Then here's the other thing next Sunday. The Gathering Kids are kicking off Funuary. 
Come on, it's happening. This will lead up to the grand opening of our kids' building next door. So here's what that means. We have reserved the building called the porch down the block. And listen, there's going to be worship, there's going to be Bible stories, and there's going to be lots of fun. There's going to be foosball, there's going to be ping pong, there's going to be cornhole. I think they're setting up indoor bowling lanes. There's going to be things like cotton candy and donuts. I think there's even live animals maybe. You know we bring in live animals from time. I mean, we just did it, right? But come on. It's going to be good, all right? So parents, I know it's a slight detour to check your kids in down there. This is for ages 4 through the 6th grade. If you're 0 through 3, your kids are 0 through 3, they'll still be upstairs in the fox. But parents, I know it's a slight detour to, to drop them off down there and then come here for worship. But isn't it worth it when your kids want to be at church, when they're having fun and growing in Jesus? Come on, it's going to be a great month leading up to the grand opening. All of our safety protocols, all those things will still be in place, so you can rest easy with that. Parents, we will make sure you have all the details between now and then, but make sure your kids are at Funuary starting next Sunday. Amen? All right. And so with that, here we go. Let's dive into this word we got today. I believe God has given us a powerful word, but also a powerful plan as we start off 2022. We are talking all about how to position yourself for breakthrough in 2022. How to position yourself for breakthrough in 2022. If you've been with us here at the gathering for a while, then you probably know um, I spend a considerable amount of time in prayer leading up to each new year, asking God for a word for the new year. What is he saying to us? What is he speaking over us? Where is he leading us? And so some of you may remember this past year in 2021, um, it was like November of 2020, I really prayed and I believe the Lord said that 2021 would be a year of regrowth for the gathering after all of the interruptions, the crazy things we experienced in 2020. And friends, I'll just tell you, um, it's crazy. So November 2020, I wrote down a journal full of things that I believe the Lord was saying about 2021 and regrowth. And I'm, I'm, I can read back through that thing, and like every one of those things has come to pass. It's crazy. Everything from, um, just seriously, the, like the way people have shown back up at church to uh, the way people are serving to um, things happening in our kids' ministry with the kids' building to uh, the way people are giving, on and on and on. All these things that I believe God spoke have just happened. It really has been a tremendous year that we've been through. It's been unreal to watch the way that God has worked. And so um, I want to talk with you all today about what I believe God is saying for 2022. I know I mentioned this in passing the other day, but we're going to have a real conversation about it right now, okay? So um, I believe that the Lord is saying that 2022 is going to be a year of breakthrough for the church, a year of breakthrough for the church. Now, I'll be honest, when I first heard the Lord say that, I mean, I was in my quiet time one morning really early, and I was just like, sweet. But then I was like, oh, just hold on, Brandon, hold on. Are you sure that's not just you talking to yourself? I might have one of those moments like, is that just me? Because, I mean, what pastor doesn't want breakthrough? Actually, uh, what person doesn't want breakthrough? Right? So I kind of had this moment like, man, did I really hear the Lord say that? But as I was just kind of contemplating that, I'm, I'm serious. I felt like the Lord just interrupted me and said, hey, you didn't let me finish. Okay, and so what I'm going to say now, what I believe the Lord said is both, I think, sobering and encouraging. Okay, I, I believe he said this. 2022 is going to be a year of more breakdown in the world. 
but I want to give breakthrough to the church. You with me? Break down in the world, but break through in the church. Okay, now listen, here's how I'm going to say it with this, okay? Of course. Of course. And actually, that's what Pastor Greg said to me when I submitted this word to him uh, over a month ago. I said, I feel like this is what the Lord is saying. He said, of course, with both those things. He said, it actually lines up with everything we believe God has been saying for years now, that the world is getting darker and the church must get brighter. Amen? So, family, I'm going to be real, okay? Um, Of course there's going to be more breakdown in the world in 2022. Okay, I'm not trying to prophesy doom and gloom over the world, but look, the world is hell-bent and running fast on a pace down a steep slope of division and destruction. I'm just bent on it. Listen, if you still think that everything is just going to somehow chill out and go back to normal on its own, then I love you, but wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Right, it's time to wake up. Okay, the world, and I'll say it, especially our nation and many of its leaders, have, we have officially crossed the line where truth is now hated and opposed and lies are loved and embraced. I mean, it's blatant. And, and listen, here's why the truth is hated. Because at the end of the day, there's only one real source of truth. Okay, I will remind you, the truth is not just something, it's not just some set of ideas. The truth is a person, and it's everything he says. His name is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, the world does not want to embrace Jesus, okay, and therefore does not want to embrace the truth, because when we embrace Jesus, how many know, that's when we have to say, you're right and I'm wrong. People don't want to do that. Now, does that mean that there's no hope for the world at all? Okay, absolutely not. God still loves the world and he is still seeking and saving the lost. The harvest fields are still wide open, which means this, that the church that is still on mission with Jesus is the hope of the world. And so, come on, follow me, okay? Of course, then, God wants to provide breakthrough for his church. Okay, man, you love Jesus, you're the church, right? Okay, listen, so of course he does, because first off, he loves you. And he wants you to personally know his power and his love for you even more. He wants you to go to deeper levels of relationship with him. And then number two, listen, because he wants his light to shine through you so that the world will see that there is a God that loves them too. Of course he wants to bring breakthrough, okay, but... Now, please hear me. Okay, just because he wants to provide breakthrough for his church, it doesn't mean it's just going to automatically happen for you and me. Okay, listen, it's not automatic for us. It's an invitation from God to us. I would say that with any prophetic word. Those are... Those are invitations from God for us to take part. God will do what he's going to do, but the question is, will you and I take part in it with him? Okay, come on. We can't just do this where God says, hey, hey, 
I want to give you a breakthrough. Sweet. Okay, okay, God. I'm just going to keep doing my thing over here. You know, my normal routine, I'm going to just keep doing me over here. And you just let me know when you're going to do that breakthrough thing. I'll, I'll be over here. Can't just eat cheesy poofs and watch the Chiefs and live off them stimmy checks. Say, life is good. God, you hit me up when you want to do that breakthrough thing. Some of you are mad at me because the Chiefs are playing at noon. (laughs) I'm watching them too. It's great. But you get my point though, right? Come on, we can't just sit back. Listen, it's not automatic. It's an invitation. Okay, which means if we want to personally receive breakthroughs and take part in the bigger breakthroughs that God wants to do with us together as his church, then you and I must position ourselves so that we are available for him to bring the breakthrough through us. Amen? Now, just so we're clear, okay, um, what do we mean when we say breakthrough? We do all know it's a good thing, right? Okay, So biblically speaking, this is the definition I wrote down. Here's how I would define breakthrough. Okay, it'll be up on the screen. It's a decisive victory over strong and sometimes prolonged opposition. Okay, a breakthrough is decisive victory over strong and sometimes prolonged opposition. It's actually a military concept, And we're going to see it play out that way. It's going to be used in that context in 1 Chronicles 14 here in just a moment. But listen, it means God, it it means that God wants to give us a decisive spiritual victory that takes us to greater relation, levels of relationship with him. But then those effects of that victory, that spiritual victory, they also pour out into our everyday natural world around us for our benefit and the benefit of others as well. Okay, a spiritual breakthrough, it's a momentum shift. It's a turning point in our lives and in the lives of others. Often times, okay, the, the strong and prolonged opposition that we end up having victory over, those are fallen and demonic forces that oppose God and his work in our lives. And then we end up having victory over them, okay? I will, I will remind you, we are in a spiritual war. So military terms are appropriate. Okay, but at the same time, we must be aware. And this is going to be a little bit strong. Okay, but sometimes the strong and prolonged opposition we face is simply our own selfishness and unbelief. Sometimes we need a breakthrough through us. Hello? Come on, hey, can we just be real? Okay, oftentimes, we're the ones getting in the way of us going to greater levels of relationship with God. Okay, oftentimes, we're the ones getting in the way of the victories that God wants to give to us, and we get in the way because we simply won't say yes and position ourselves so that we're available for him. Well, for example, um, with much grace, But it doesn't take a demon to convince many of us not to go to church or to choose other things over church. 
It doesn't take a demon to convince many of us to sleep in on a regular basis rather than getting up consistently and having a quiet time where we spend time in God's word and in prayer. It doesn't take a demon to convince us to take a day or two or three off from being kind to our spouse. It doesn't take a demon to convince us that, oh man, that whole tithing thing, that ain't for me. I don't got to do that. Now, sometimes there are spirits lying to us about these things, but oftentimes, with grace, listen, it's our own stubbornness that's getting in the way and therefore keeping us unavailable or maybe even ineligible for the victory or the breakthrough that God wants to give. Amen? Are we still friends? Okay, listen, breakthrough isn't automatic. It's an invitation which is exactly what we're going to see in 1 Chronicles 14 here in just a minute. You and I must position ourselves for the breakthrough that God wants to give if we're going to receive it, okay? So then, listen, just before we look at it, um, let me just ask then, what kind of breakthrough do you already know that you need in 2022? What kind of breakthrough do you need? Just be honest about this. How is your relationship with God? I mean, could you use a breakthrough in your relationship with Him? Could it be stronger? Could could it be closer? Could it go to another level? I mean, would you like to consistently know deep, down in your bones that God loves you and that he is with you. Like get away from all this like, oh, I just don't know how he feels about me stuff. And would you like to consistently live with the effects and the benefits of knowing in your bones that God loves you and he's with you? Would you like that? Hey, listen, God wants that for you too. Of course he does. Oh, no, 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 Pastor, you, eh, no, still, I don't, you don't know what I did, and I'm stuck in this, and God's mad at me. Shh, shh, shh. That stuff right there, those are the very reasons God wants to give you a breakthrough. He loves you no matter what. He is not against you. He wants to give you victory. Maybe you already know. Maybe maybe you could use a, a breakthrough in your marriage. God wants that for you too. Maybe you long to be married. God wants good things for you too. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your family, just the dynamics or the way things are going, God wants that for you. Maybe you've got kids or a family member or a spouse or, or friends that need to give their lives to Jesus. I mean, I'm just asking, would you consider, we probably all know people, would you consider it a major breakthrough if they gave their lives to Jesus in 2022? Okay, God wants that for them too. Do you need a breakthrough in your finances? God wants that for you too. Okay, in fact, listen, 
in February, we're going to have a series where we're going to go in depth into God's plan for how he wants to provide breakthrough in the lives of his people in the area of their finances. Don't miss it. I know numerous people here just within the gathering family that, that need a breakthrough in legal matters or maybe even in custody issues, things like that. Okay, God wants to help. He wants to give you victory. I mean, as a church, as a church, I mean, could we use some breakthrough? I mean, do we have a vision? Do we still have big vision that still needs to be accomplished? Yes, absolutely. Could our town, could, could our towns, could this region, could it use a momentum shift? I mean, in the spirit, absolutely. I mean, do you know families, other families, maybe schools, churches, businesses, neighborhoods, even economies that could use a spiritual momentum shift, a godly breakthrough, some victories? It's all around us, isn't it? And, hey, is there any opposition to the vision that God has given us? <laughs> yes, there is. Okay, we need some decisive victories. All right, so follow me. If we have breakthroughs that we know that we could use, okay, then how many of you know that God absolutely knows from his perspective about the breakthroughs we really, really, really need. Okay, which is, which is why I believe he's inviting us to position ourselves so that we can actually receive them, that he can give them to us. And listen, um, would you agree, if we all, think about this, if we all simply had a breakthrough in our relationship with him, if that went to another level, what do you think? Do you think a whole bunch of the other breakthroughs that we're craving, you think those things might begin to work out? begin to take care of themselves, I guarantee we'd all experience more victories if we had that. Okay, so then, how do we position ourselves for breakthrough? If you've got your Bibles open to 1 Chronicles 14, we're going to look there. It'll be up on the screen. Um, this same exact story is repeated in 2 Samuel chapter 5, but okay, this is the story in the Bible where we get the term breakthrough. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you read your Bible, there is spiritual breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough all throughout your Bible. But this is where we get the term. This is where the church has honed in on this. And it's also the place, I mean, we can look very specifically at how to position ourselves for it. Okay? So we're going to see that. And, and obviously this is in your Old Testament. And here's the context. Okay? David, kids, date that same David who fought Goliath, that David has just been anointed king over all of Israel after years and years of strong and prolonged physical and spiritual opposition. Okay, the spiritual forces that opposed God did not want David to become king, and the earthly enemies of God did not want David to be king, and that's where we're going to pick it up. 1 Chronicles chapter 14 Verse 8, I'm, I'm going to do something that I nor, normally don't do. I'm going to read from the New King James Version today because I love the way that it talks about this, okay? Uh, I, I love that. I, I, don't, I normally go out of the New Living Translation, um, but I love the New King James, so just, just follow along or it'll be up on the screen. Sometimes I feel a little more Pentecostal when I read the New King James, you know what I'm talking about? 
Like it uses Holy Ghost instead of Holy Spirit. Get up in the Holy Ghost, y'all. Look out. (laughs) All right, you ready? Here we go. Chapter 14, verse 8. It says, Now when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines, these are the enemies of God's people, all the Philistines, watch, went up to search for David. Here's what that means. It means they wanted to capture and kill him. You think God's got a plan for your life, David? No, 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 we're going to end this thing right now. They went up to look for him to capture and kill him. But, however, listen, David heard of it and went out against them. Notice how he's already beginning to position himself. Okay. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim, or you could say the valley of giants. This was just outside of the city of Jerusalem. And the idea is that they were going to attempt a raid on Jerusalem itself so that they could capture and kill David. And so I just wonder, um, what do you think? If an enemy army gathered right outside of our town or maybe even right outside of your home and they wanted to capture you, Would you feel like the world's breaking down on you? Probably so, right? Okay, now listen to me. Don't think otherwise. You too have an enemy that wants to capture you. You have an enemy that wants to take you captive. And and do not think that we will not face more breakdown in this world in the days ahead. But, but watch what David does. It says, verse 10, And David inquired of God. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? Just stop right there, and let's just make sure we're very clear about this. What did David just do? What is it we typically do when we're inquiring of God? What's that that activity we call? What do we call that? Prayer. In the midst of the breakdown, here's what David did. He stopped everything and he prayed. In the midst of the breakdown, David stopped everything and positioned himself before the Lord in prayer. Amen? Okay, then listen to me very carefully. You want breakthrough in 2022? Okay, you want it? You listen to me. Breakthrough is always, always starts with and is always connected to prayer. Always. I will remind you, I mean, family, this is our lifeline. I mean, this this, this is our FaceTime. This is is our heart to heart. This, This is our power position. This is, where, this is where his heart gets in our hearts. This is where his power starts to move through us. Would you agree that if we need a breakthrough, that we need God then moving in and through our lives? Ugh, this is how we get it. You think you're going to get it apart from this? And apart from this? You can't just, I'm going to go do my own thing, God. You, you let me know when that breakthrough thing's going to happen. No, come on, this is the power position. This is where his heart gets in our heart. This is where we make ourselves available. This is where we make ourselves eligible. 
God says they're ready. God says they want it. God says the same thing about us that he says about David. And he said David was a man after his own heart. And, and, and David probably lived the most messed up life of anybody. And yet he was loyal to God. And he loved the Lord. And he consistently repented when the Lord spoke to him. He's responsible for so many of the, the psalms that we have in this Bible. These are the prayers. These are, this, is, this is the worship. His heart was one with the Lord's. Family, prayer, it's our, it's our all-access key to the throne room of God, to his very presence. Okay, I'll say it this way. If, if we want to receive the breakthrough invitation, then prayer is the RSVP. It's the, it's the valet parking. It is the ticket to the main event. And that's not all, but listen, prayer helps us know how to further position ourselves for the breakthrough. So David prayed and asked God, he said, shall I go to battle with you? Will you, or will you deliver them into my hand? And let's keep reading, watch. The Lord said to him, go up. Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. David, you've already positioned yourself before me in prayer. Now God says, I want you to position yourself before me in faith. Trust me. Step onto the battlefield in faith, and I will give you the victory. So here we go. Watch. So they, David and his troops, went up to Baal Perazim. We'll talk about that. And David defeated them there. Okay, I know I keep stopping, but we got to see this. It's so important. So David and his troops, so they went up and defeated them there. That was the step of faith. That was it. David prayed, and then he heard the Lord, and then he acted upon it. He believed, and he acted upon it. He obeyed God. Don't despise that word, obey. He obeyed God, and God gave David a decisive victory. Watch right here. David's going to describe it. Kids, if you're paying attention, here is your key verse. said, then David said, here we go, watch this. God has broken through, there it is. God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Or here's the picture, like a raging flood. Like, like a giant, enormous lake that has burst through its dam. That's the picture. The picture is that there was a vast, I mean all the Philistines it said went up. There was a vast Philistine army and David and his men went straight into the middle of them and it's like the sea parted. That's the picture. It's like, oh man, come on nerds. It's like one of those Lord of the Rings battles. You know, where and it's like David and his men, every time they'd make a move, like dudes on the front row would fly ten rows back. That's the picture. It was a decisive victory against strong opposition. And David knew who made it happen. He said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand, but he was so gracious to do it in and through me. 
He let me take part in his victory. Therefore, they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm from Newton, Kansas, y'all. Um, but that, that right there, it actually means the Lord of the breakthrough. How many of you think David grew in his relationship with God that day? How many of you think God got glory that day? We know he did. They named the place after him, and we're still talking about it to this day. How many know God's people benefited that day? And here's the last verse. The breakthrough keeps getting better. It says, and when they, the Philistines, left their gods there. (laughs) David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. In other words, the victory had been so strong and so swift and so decisive that the enemy, they abandoned their idols on the battlefield as they fled for their lives, which means this, the spiritual forces, the demons behind those idols, they got a spanking in the spiritual realm that day too. Man, they, they went home in humiliation as well. Okay, family, that's called a breakthrough. All right, but here's the question. What do you think? If David hadn't prayed and obeyed, if he hadn't positioned himself in prayer and faith, would he have received the breakthrough that day? I seriously doubt it. I doubt we'd have this story in our Bibles had he not done that. All right, so then, okay. How do you and I position ourselves for breakthrough in 2022? How how do we make ourselves available for what God wants to do in and through us? Listen, it's easy. We stop what we're doing and we pray. We stop what we're doing and we pray and then we take the steps of faith that God is telling us to take. We pray and we obey and we let God give the victories he wants to give. Come on. Actually, when you think of it that way, again, um, how much victory do you think is just already waiting for us right now on the other side of you and me simply doing what we already know that we know that we know that God is telling us to do? How much victory is just waiting right there? Okay, so how much more then do you think we could experience breakthrough if we actually, in addition to doing those things, if we we then stop and pray, hear from the Lord, and then take the steps of faith he's telling us to take. Listen, of course, he wants to give breakthrough to his church. Of course he does. So this leads me all to this, family. We have a very powerful and very practical plan for all of us to position ourselves together as a church family so that we might make ourselves available for any and every breakthrough that God wants to bring through you and me. So here it is. Listen, you are all invited to join us for 21 days of prayer and fasting beginning Monday, January 10th, one week from tomorrow, and it'll go through Sunday, January 30th. Okay, the idea is this. Like David, we're going to take time to stop 
and we are going to pray. The idea with fasting is this. We're going to take some time to stop and eliminate many of the distractions or the other things that we often fill ourselves up with so that we can make more room to fill ourselves with God. So that we can open our hearts to receive what he wants to do, get his heart in us. Listen, okay, we'll, we'll talk all about this next Sunday as well, okay? And between now and next Sunday, we're going to just blast out resources. We're going to post resources. We're going to share all kinds of things so that you can have a good understanding of what fasting looks like and how you can participate. I'm not saying that you literally don't eat food for 21 days. Help me, Jesus. Amen? But I, here's what I'm asking today. I would ask you, start praying and asking how God wants you to fast. And it may not be for the full 21 days or every day, but it may be periodically or it may be, and I'm going to do this chunk and this chunk and this chunk. And here's, here's, listen, we'll talk all about it. But I would begin to ask the Lord, God, how do you want me to fast and what do you want me to fast? Don't automatically just say I'm not doing any, like the food thing, I'm, that, don't say that's off the table. Listen, I, I, man, I would encourage you probably take some time off social media during this time for a period of time. If you're on that, do, do some of that. But don't, don't just say, but, I'm, but I won't do the food thing like, I'm going to still eat everything the whole time. Listen, I mean, at the heart of it, um, I mean, food is what we live on, right? Okay, but we really, we live on God. And so the idea, the idea, is, to, the idea is to remind ourselves we're not dependent upon these things. We're dependent upon him. I'm not saying you've got to starve yourself. You with me? But it's a great opportunity to remind ourselves and remind God, God, we depend on you the most. And God moves in the midst of that. We'll talk all about it this week. We'll, we will blast stuff out so everybody has a good understanding of what we're doing. Um, but family, I would say this. You, you can see story after story in your Bible where God's people fast and they receive breakthroughs. Now, I will say, the point of the fasting is not just to get a breakthrough. The point of the fasting is to get closer to the God of the breakthrough. And just make ourselves available for whatever he wants to do. Amen? Declare our willingness to him that, God, we're here to do whatever you want us to do. Okay, so that, that's the point of the fast. Now, I will say, um, again, you can read story after story, though, of breakthrough after breakthrough that, that God's people receive when they committed themselves to a time of prayer and fasting. Um, and, and I just thought I'd share this morning just um, one story, a powerful breakthrough that God did in my, my life, our family's life, um, after just a focused time of prayer and fasting. Um, so uh, many of you know that we used to live in Las Vegas uh, back 2000, 2011, 2012, into 2013. Um, I was a worship pastor on staff at a church in Las Vegas. Um, and I want to be careful because, man, we love the people of that church. Um, but Las Vegas was very much a desert, or I mean, it's a desert literally, but it was very much a desert experience for our family. Um, no vision and, and leadership was lacking. I want to be very careful, but um, love the church. Um, but God had put a clear call on our lives to go to Las Vegas. We wanted to run from Las Vegas 
And God made it so clear. I mean, crazy stories of what he did to show us, you're going to Las Vegas. And so we obeyed. It was, at that time, it was one of the hardest things we've ever done in our lives. And God was faithful through it all. And we grew so much. Tons of things I wish I would have handled differently, looking back on it. I mean, guys, you know, you can look back and be like, I still could have done that better. Um, but in the midst of it, I mean, we were just pouring our hearts out. Uh, but I'll be honest, often I wanted to run from Las Vegas and the call that God had on our lives there. Um, as a worship pastor, I was, I was part-time making very little money. We, were, we, we made very little, but we were just passionate about doing what God wanted us to do. Um, we had one young, our oldest son, Nolan, had already been born. He was with us. And then our youngest son, Denver, was born in uh, January of 2013, just leading up to when God was calling us out. But um, it, it, I'm not trying to have a pity party, but, man, it was, it was a difficult season for us as a family. I wanted to run. I continued to, I wanted to look online so bad at other churches, like, who needs a worship pastor? I wanted to get online and look for another job and get out of there. But I'm not kidding. I had multiple times where the Lord told me, if you even get online and look for another job, you are sinning because I have not given you permission to leave. And so I obeyed. In fact, we actually had a time where we just dedicated ourselves to the Lord and said, if you want us to stay here the rest of our lives, we'll stay here the rest of our lives. Wasn't what we wanted to do, but God will do what you wanted to do. And we lived that out. Okay, but then my youngest son was born in January 2013. And then um, taxes came around, tax time at the end of the year, uh, April 2013. And with the way our uh, payroll had been set up at the church, um, when we got our tax bill and we got the hospital bill for our son being born uh, basically within a day or two of each other. And we already had nothing and we went into some major debt just overnight, like freaked us out. And so it was already like this, oh, we're here, we're not running away, but God, this is hard and it keeps getting harder and harder and harder. How are we going to live now with this experience and with this debt? How is anything gonna move forward? Um, I was praying about it for about a solid week, like, what do I do, God? And I kept feeling like over the course of this week that God was saying, you need to fast and pray. And I was hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't want to fast. I don't want to fast. Well, God, how long do you want me to fast? Literally, I was in my quiet time one morning praying, God, how long would you want me to fast if you really want me to fast? The very next sentence I read in the Bible, I'm not kidding, I didn't know what was coming, was, and the Israelites fasted for seven days. <laughs> like one of those, I was like, that's how long I want you to fast. And so I fasted for seven days. I just, I did like a liquids only fast. I'm, that's the longest I've done a liquids only fast. I'm not saying that to brag. I turned into a total jerk um, because I was so hangry. Um, you don't get hangry and unspiritual by being angry in this fast coming up, okay? But uh, so seven days went by. I was just all in praying. And I was asking God for a financial breakthrough. God, would you make a way for this debt to get paid off? Would you take care of this? Would you do something? Wasn't even thinking about leaving Las Vegas, anything. Seven days went by, and I would have told you in those first seven days, nothing happened. But then on the eighth day, after the fast ended, at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Las Vegas time, 5 o'clock in the evening, Florida time, Pastor Greg was still in Florida, I got a call from Pastor Greg. Uh, he's my father-in-law, if many of you don't know. Um, and we talked once a month back then. We didn't talk every day. But he called me. 
And he said, Brandon, you've been on my heart so strong every day for the last week. And I'm calling you now. He said, what's going on? Okay, you know what that felt like in that moment? Felt like God saying, son, I see you. Son, I have not forgot about you. I have not left. I still have a plan. Now, I was hesitant to tell Pastor. He was like, what's going on? Something's going on. I was hesitant to tell him because I didn't want him to, as my father-in-law, feel like he needed to step in and somehow try to pay off our debt or anything like that. So I was like, no, we're, we're fine for a minute. But you know PG. Don't mess around, y'all. He's got that Holy Spirit radar. And he said, no, I'm asking what's really going on. And so I began to tell him just about how difficult things had been and, and the debt and the whole thing. Um, and he didn't, didn't rush in to save the day or anything like that, but we had a great conversation. At the very end of it, he said this. He said, Brandon, God will show you what to do next. And he didn't know this at the time, but literally, as he said those words, I'm not kidding, this may sound funny to some of you, but literally, as he said those words, I physically felt, okay, there was nothing physically on me, but I physically felt this weight come off of my shoulders. I was just shocked for a moment. And I mean, that was like towards the end of the conversation, we were like, okay, man, thank you so much, bye. And I just sat there dumbfounded. Okay, but I knew in that instant when this came off, I knew God was saying, I'm removing the call I have on your life for you to stay here in Las Vegas. In that moment, I was shocked. I, I was so, we were so all in, God, I thought you wanted us to stay here the rest of our lives. We were so all in. I took like three more days to pray about it before I even got the courage to call Greg and say, say I think this is what the Lord's done, like right when you said that. And so through more prayer, Pastor Greg just confirmed, man, I believe that's what God's saying too. And he walked me through a plan of, man, let's go talk to my pastor and let's, in a very honorable way, talk about what's, what's next. I had no idea at that time, like in those first few days, what God had for us next. I thought I was going to go be a worship pastor somewhere else. But over the course of the next month, God made it clear he was calling us here to come and plant the gathering. I would have told you that was like 10 years from now. Okay, and listen, I'm, I'm going to say this to boast on all of you. Look at what God has done. Look at what God is doing. Amen? Listen, it was a spiritual breakthrough, and breakthroughs are for the glory of God, and they benefit man, his people in the natural world. Here's the question. If I wouldn't have fasted and prayed, do you think I would have had the breakthrough? I don't think so. At least not then. Probably would have had to go through a couple more, more things before it would have been time to where I'm like, okay, God, I'm available for what you're doing. Amen? Listen, the breakthrough is not automatic. It's an invitation. And I'm inviting you all, if you call this place home, would you commit now to fast and pray with us for 21 days here in the month of January? And let's make ourselves available for whatever God wants to do in and through us. Amen. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes and invite that name.